All right, what's up, family? It's your boy John Bacon from the Bacon Bits Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? So this workbook is designed, it's a 12-week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a, a few different principles. So if some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife. This is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of uh, I've had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries and I'm super grateful but I'm still grieving the process of healing and this is part of the process in this book you have devotionals you have prayers and you have some ponderings and in between these pages you, there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own or maybe you want to write something in these books this is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together and you guys can just head over to kingdom servants first Kingdom Servants, the number one, st.com. And you can purchase all three of these books. Thank you for your support, your love, and your contributions. God bless. So many people are just going, they're just living life, but they're not alive in their, li in their life. They're not making intentional decisions to cultivate that sense of safety, that sense of security that they so long for as a child. Welcome, family, to the Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that we will always be encouraging, uplifting, and informative. The areas of life that we will be talking about on the Bacon Bits Podcast is dealing with having a balanced life. I need to hear you say it. Say out loud. Say valuable information applied equals success 100 guarantee if you apply the information we know you're going to get results and today i am back with the queen of my heart my sweetness my habanero sugar diana acosta bacon hey babe it's good to be back yes it is darling seeing being with my baby so what we're going to be talking about today in healthy relationships class podcast episode is Safety and security in relationships. A healthy heart will only trust when it feels safe, physically and emotionally. But what does feeling safe really mean, honey? Well, um, let's see if we can define those, the difference in those, right? Mm -hmm. So safety is a state of being protected against harm or danger. Hmm. Whereas security is the actions taken to make people or places 
safer. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. So it's kind of like when we say safe travels to people, we say be safe, make good choices. I love telling all, mm-hmm. I tell everyone, make yes, good choices. And my, my daughter, God bless her, always says, no, mom, I make bad choices. I want you to make bad choices. <laughs> and that's her joke back to me. But it's, when, I, when we say safe travels, what we hope is that they will take the measures mm-hmm. that are already in place. Yeah. Security measures are that they would wear their seatbelts, yes. that they would follow the speed limit, that mm-hmm. they would uh, honor the red light, green light, one, two, three. Yes, yes indeed. So that is, safety is what we, we want, but security yeah. is what we, we make the choice t- to yeah. make the place safer or the things that we're doing safer by yeah. taking the measures that are in place that yeah. of security, like the seatbelts, like mm-hmm. the speed limits, those are in place to help us keep be safer on the, on the roads. For in, yeah. That's just an example. Right, and I love the dynamics of that because as you were saying that, my mind was going to uh, making sure the oil is changed in the car, mm-hmm. making sure that mm-hmm. the tires are inflated correctly, mm-hmm. making sure that the car is up to par so that we can have safe travel. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the different dynamics of even when you say safety, you have to, you know, what is that in the eyes of the people that you're speaking to? Yeah, and that, that even goes uh, individually. Mm-hmm. If I'm keeping myself safe, uh, if I have a mental health issue, if I have physical limitations, I have to make sure I take my medications yes. or I have those security measures yes. in place, like a wheelchair or medical devices, a cane, a walker, whatever that is that we might need mm-hmm. that aids us in our mobility and in our independence. But I will feel safer and those who love me will feel safer when I take the security measures that help keep me safe. Yes. Yes, indeed. So that's the difference, right? Yeah. Every, we're not always safe, but we can be safer if we take the, the measures. Yeah. If we're more intentional about how can I secure my safety? How can I secure our safety in a relationship? Mm. How can I secure the relationship and the safety of me keeping my job? Well, you can secure that by showing up on time, by mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. what you is required of you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, safety and uh, protecting against hazards, you know, because that's the stuff that sometimes it's not you know, uh, unintentional. You know, you can't avoid it. You know, traffic accidents on the, the road and stuff like that. Uh, security and feeling protected against threats that are deliberate and intentional. So it's just making good decisions that you don't put yourself in a position where, you know, you know, things are coming after you and people are coming after you, but making clear, wise choices. Uh, against threats like that mm-hmm. yeah and biblically when the word uh, safety is used it's meaning a place of refuge yes. a place of security mm-hmm. a place of trust yeah. of confidence of hope yeah. now that only happens in healthy relationships because mm-hmm. yeah, we've seen a lot of people in relationships again whatever that might be in yeah. your job with your friends with your neighbors in in uh in, in your in your partnership, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. that might look like, you're you're gonna feel safer in that relationship if we each take the measures yeah, that help yeah. secure that feeling of safety. And part of that is allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and learning how to trust one another and what it means when maybe trust is broken. And yeah. if trust is broken on on somebody's part, then the person who broke that trust usually has to start being more intentional about the measures that will help secure some level of trust back. Yeah. I think that's, that's the thing that's heartbreaking to me as a uh, drug and alcohol counselor is that some parents are not able to provide a safe and secure environment mm-hmm. for their kids, you know, because they're putting the, 
the drugs or the alcohol first in the relationship instead of the safety and security of uh, those children, you know, because the relationship pain often transfers from, you know, one set of parents to the other set of parents. Yeah, generational. You know, so you got to be careful of that until you take time to address that pain. Yeah, and I think when you're talking about drug and alcohol, for instance, I think a lot of people have a lot of vices. Yeah. If we never deal and confront and allow ourselves to be vulnerable, we don't feel safe in our own in our own skin. We don't feel safe mm-hmm. in, in our own environment as children if maybe our parents were unable um, to provide that sense of security and safety in us, did the best they could. Yeah we can't just continue to swallow that and continue to repress that and continue to do the same things that we uh, didn't receive as children, Mm -hmm. but we ideally would deal with that rather than just mask it and rather than just uh, for lack of self-regulation, we turn to those vices, we turn to Mm -hmm. the drugs, we turn to the alcohol to numb that feeling of not having safety, not feeling secure, so therefore you just numb out. Um, And that's where unhealthy things happen and bad choices take place. Yeah, and, and I know it's one of the things that, uh, going back to scripture that I really love, uh, and it's the greatest scriptures in the whole Bible, in Matthew 22, 36 through 38, and I'm not, you know, reading it word for word, but it's always to love God with all of our heart, mind, body, and soul, and to love others as we love ourselves. So are we putting ourselves in safe and secure uh, situations so that we can provide safe and secure situations for our family members. You know, what can I do in this situation? What is my contribution to cultivating and maintaining a safe, godly relationship? You know, it ain't just gotta, you know, it doesn't have to just be that, you know, but are we putting ourselves in a predicament to maintain safe relationships? Yeah. And we can't continue to do what we've always done and expect a different outcome, Amen. right? We have to be intentional. If we are just so many people are just going, they're just living life, but they're not alive in their, li- in their life. They're not making intentional decisions to cultivate that sense of safety, that sense of security that they so long for as a child. Yeah. We say as children, I'm not going to be like that when I grow <laughs> up. And then we end up being just like that. Just Sometimes like that. Yeah. We, I've had very many moments in my life where I say something as my children were growing up and I swear it was one of my parents saying it because I'm like, I, I just became what I said I would mm-hmm, never become. Mm-hmm. And it's just we're in that in that space. So it's maybe not doing things the same way we've always done them or the same ways they've always been done around us. Mm. But as we love ourselves, what does that look like? What does it look like? How I need to heal my inner child looks very different. How mm. you need to heal your inner child because we're different cultures. We're different, uh, different people. We've experienced yeah. different things. And... We have to find and figure out what that is for us individually so yeah. I can become a better person for myself because it goes back to my intention of how I want to leave my legacy. What what do I want to leave behind? If this conversation is the last one I have before I pass, then I want to make sure that it I'm reflecting the person I want to be mm-hmm. at all times, or at least I'm going to try. So yeah. that is my intention, right? I'm doing yeah. it different. I'm, we're trying. Right. What does loving ourselves look like? If we don't feel safe within ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's why there's all these addiction problems. That's yeah. why there's plastic surgery problems. That's where because we're, we're we don't feel secure within our own skin, mm-hmm. within our own mind. And what does it take for that? And that's something different for every person. Yeah, 
And I think I think that's that's truly a big one because I mean part of uh, like you said being safe and secure for somebody else uh, is something that we need to be for ourselves. You know, can I go out and make uh, rash decisions instead of going out and you know doing the drugs and alcohol or uh, overspending, you know, money that we don't have or doing things to uh, negate uh, how I need to deal with this pain of the situation that I'm in and to feel secure in it and feel safe enough to deal with the issues at that time or am I going to run and do some things and get into some vices that uh, I'm you know used to doing instead of actually doing the homework and making things happen so what do you think are some tools babe that we can use to strengthen our relationship with our families spouses children friends employers whoever it may be the relationships that we're in well we I think we always want to try and find different ways and that's part of knowing ourselves, communicating that mm-hmm. being able to articulate what that is and if we first we have to identify that for ourselves before yeah. i'm able to tell you how can i be in healthy relationship with you if i can't even articulate my own need for myself um but fundamentally i think across the board whether it be our our family our spouse our children our friends our employers the things needed to strengthen each is fundamentally the same. Mm-hmm. So what are our values? What is my integrity? What is, do we trust? Do we respect each other? Are we holding one another accountable to the promises and to the expectations that we have for one another and not living a life of hypocrisy? So I know um, we're coming to you from the Healthy Relationships book that you can find on Kingdom Servants First mm-hmm. on the website. But we've already ta- talked about some of the things that help preserve safety uh, feeling safe in relationships and security is some of the things we've talked about. We've already covered our our, our identity, right? Again, mm-hmm. I cannot continue to expect great things are going to come in my life and I'm going to be able to maintain and sustain them mm-hmm. if I don't even know who I am. Yeah, I have to yeah. identify and find my identity in who I am, not in things or situations yeah. or failures. I have to know what healthy communication looks like first and foremost with myself. Mm-hmm. I, I need to learn how to communicate yeah. and articulate. I need to respect myself so therefore I can respect others. I need to know that I am 100% responsible. Remember, Remembering I am responsible, but I'm equally responsible just as someone else in relationship with me. Mm-hmm. Maintaining my boundaries and my limitations while honoring others around me as well. And yeah. That comes there and that automatically that follows my commitment to that relationship and what I'm willing to compromise and not. And that all those things we've already talked about is just adding to feeling safe and secure in our relationship. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I was super excited about doing uh, the segments that I get a chance to do with you and uh, by myself is, is being willing to openly share some struggles along with the victories i think you know we always you know let's just use facebook we always want to put the best post up and when everything is going good and we want people to see us in a certain light but what happens when you know for instance i'm just going to say a couple of mine in in my uh 55 years of existence so being molested as a child at eight you know we ain't gonna put no facebook post about that uh me going through divorce after 10 years we ain't putting no post up about that me having to file for bankruptcy you know, we usually don't put a, a post up about that, you know, losing your job. So it, it, it's being uh, willing to openly share our struggles, you know, along with the victories and allow others to do the same without placing guilt, shame, fear, regret or comparison. But I think that's why people don't 
I think that we are in some weird way we're ashamed of showing people our vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and for in some way us being human and frail or limited comes across as shame and there's nothing to be ashamed there it takes it takes real strength it takes real inner strength and um self-compassion to be able to say hey this is where i am mm-hmm. and i don't need from others but you know would you pray for me and sometimes we don't we, we don't want to put something out because we don't want the people that use prayer as a gossip meeting. Right, right, And right. it becomes something that it never was intended to be. And this is the problem that we no longer feel safe to openly discuss some, some of the things that are really happening in our life because we don't feel secure that they will receive them in a way that honors the simple, frail human existence that we all live. None of us are perfect, but somewhere along the line, we have compared human emotion to loss and weakness and shame. And that's, that's, that's really sad for, for lack of a better word. It's, it's not where we want to be. We want to be able to, and we should be able to. If you want to be authentic, if I want to live an authentic life, if I want to be honest and be healthy in my relationship, you will know my vulnerabilities. You will know where I feel shame. And most of those things that we feel shame about, if we're honest with ourselves, it's just being human. Yeah. It's literally just being human. Yeah. And we all have to live this terrible and beautiful human existence Mm -hmm. the best we possibly can with all its tragedies and with all its beauties and recognize that even in the tragedies there is so much beauty if uh, we're willing to be open about where we are Mm -hmm. but only when we are willing to do that will the person that i'm sharing that with feel safe and secure to share theirs with me as well Mm -hmm. that's why i think the that's the beautiful dynamic to me about having a relationship with god is the fact that he wants to take that guilt and that shame away because i know that's the main thing that we're working on uh, at the recovery center is always thinking about that what's the number one thing that holds a lot of people back from getting the help that they need and they desperately know they need it they desperately want it but that guilt and that shame is always uh major things that holds people back you know because i mean especially if they come into a place where they don't know you know the people that they're dealing with and to be able to like, okay, I'm meeting this therapist for the first time and I'm supposed to just open up my guts and tell them everything about myself. I'm thinking like, man, this would be the best time to do that because this person has no no judgment towards you, no uh, ill feelings towards you. They just want to uh, take uh, where you're at and be able to you know help you navigate through this thing called guilt and shame. Yeah, and I think it's a flip. It's both, right? Mm -hmm. If you're paying someone to be a therapist, I think we all, I think everybody should go to therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And not therapy through drinking alcohol, getting tattoos, or um, getting in fights. Not that Mm -hmm. kind of therapy. Not the kind of therapy that's just outward. We need inward therapy. We need real deep therapy. But sometimes we go and we just verbal diarrhea saying, okay, now what? Give me this. And we just dump it. Mm Mm-hmm. Just verbal diarrhea and just telling people our trauma isn't necessarily the answer. It's processing it. Mm-hmm. How are we processing this trauma? How are we processing? And trauma, is there's no comparison, right? It's all perceived. And the only thing that keeps us from being able to get to that uh, as we love ourself 
mm-hmm. is our ego. Our ego is the only, the biggest deter, deterrent to us being honest and authentic and feeling safe in our relationships, being safe to be able to openly discuss another, another person, hey, hey, when you do this, this is how I feel. When this happens, not you do and I feel, but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of, hey, can we talk about this maybe? Um, but if you're not even feeling safe enough to open up, there's a problem with, with that because you might be arguing with a self-righteousness or our need to be right or um, that stuff's going to destroy our relationships. Yeah. That stuff, that kind of environment. Um, but we need to pay attention. We need to make sure we are not deflecting our emotions and we're not laying our old relationships on one another mm-hmm. because that really is affecting our new relationships as we move forward and identify where is this coming from when mm-hmm. we feel things. But I need to be able to talk with someone who I can trust and who's open with me and vulnerable with me as well. And that's part of feeling safe and secure in the mm-hmm. relationship. Whether I have a friend who say who I love feedback from, maybe I have a friend I can call and be like, hey, you know what? Am I crazy? But but this is what happened and I'm this is how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. And they can say, oh, yeah, absolutely, they were in the wrong. And it's not about being right or wrong, but it's just about sometimes I need to keep myself in check. I need to identify, mm-hmm. am I harboring something within myself from my past? Or am, am, am I, is it something within this relationship? But if I don't have a safe and secure relationship, I can talk with you about it. Mm-hmm. There's a problem. Yeah, and I think, I mean, at least I know this. For, if I'm not careful, my ego... And my uh, persona of how I want to be perceived will easily get in the way. And to constantly tell myself it's all right to let your guard down and speak to people, you know, that you've watched that you can be uh, open and honest with and be vulnerable to to express your feelings. Because a lot of times when we talk, uh, talk this stuff out, a lot of times we'll give ourselves the answers to what we need to uh, fix it and that's i think that's amazing because we will finally uh hear ourselves truly let it go when we've never you know verbally out out loud wanted to let it go because once again our ego and our perception of who we want to be is in the way absolutely and i think i know last last time we spoke we talked about love and i know that i ended it with i think it was corinthians first corinthians chapter 13 where it says love is patient Mm -hmm. love is kind and to replace that word love with the person mm-hmm. it could be your friend it could be your it could be your spouse it could be your uh employer like are they patient are they kind are, are they not looking for um all my faults mm-hmm. um if i don't feel safe to open up and tell you that i have a problem with whatever is happening and you safe enough to know that you were not attack me and be defensive about it then there's a problem in this relationship it's not really healthy because that's going to be a huge flag right there. I need to be able to open everyone. We need to be able to communicate better. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people don't feel like, oh, I can't say that to them. They're going to get so angry at me or so. Well, sis, we need we need to talk about this now. Mm-hmm. You you have absolutely have to sit down and have this conversation. So how can we disarm that anger? Like really, ideally, that other person, whether it be your boss or your child or your spouse would be able to to come and have a conversation without being defensive or angry or feeling attacked 
But this goes back to our language. How are we communicating? Mm-hmm. Right? So we really need to identify that and go back to ourselves. How am I presenting myself? And finding those words can be difficult sometimes. To feel safe enough to be honest with one another mm-hmm. can be really vulnerable and really yeah, scary. Oh, yeah, that's that it can word. be really scary. They go that word but again. if you want a really beautiful, intimate, healthy relationship, we need that. Mm-hmm. We need to be, I need to feel safe enough to yeah. tell you what I'm feeling and what I'm going through without feeling like you're going to um, hold it against me, without you, you being defensive, without mm-hmm. you being coming angry and enraged. Uh, but just truly come together and say, hey, we need to have an open conversation. And people, there's, you know, people be like, oh, I have a talking stick. Okay, do that. That's fine. But you st- are we still listening, intent- intentionally listening with, in, in rather than, okay, finish what you got to say so I can mm-hmm. therefore right, kind of right. say what I have to say back. But I think that uh, loving others as we love our self-time all of these things that we've already talked about, mm-hmm. all these things that are in this workbook, we need to, a lot of it is self-work. Yeah, yeah. 99% of this mm-hmm. is self-work. Mm-hmm. Then we can have healthy relationships, but we got to do our own work. We got yeah. to be willing to invest in us and figure out what. why am I offended? Why am I so upset? Why am I so angry about this? And then... And only then am I able to communicate more healthy words and say, hey, I'm kind of struggling with this. Can Mm -hmm. we talk? And it has nothing to do with you. And I'm just learning how to walk through this new healing life. I'm I'm learning how to walk through this and be better. So thank you for being. Thank you for being patient with me. Rather sorry, rather than apologizing of your shortcomings perceived or, or, or correct. It's saying thank you for being patient and it disarms people rather than apologizing like you're not a victim you're just saying thank you for for walking this journey with me Mm -hmm. as i go through some of the things i'm doing and i think it disarms people and it also helps them understand better where you're coming from and it allows them maybe a space like this beautiful open sacred space that they can hold for you to say hey i'm here when you want to talk and it was huge because you know um my little head got stuck on, like you said, most of this is inward work that yeah. has to be done. So if I can get my ego and myself and my self-righteousness and my needs out the way, because they can, you know, destroy the safety and, and safe environment that I need to have to work through this stuff. So I have got to uh, let go and, you know, let God as part of it and also just, you know, pulling down my walls of being vulnerable to uh, uh, let myself be open to, you know what, let me get get some help. Let me get around some people that, you know, they've been through and done what I've done. And that's a that's a blessing when you can be around people that have experienced what you've experienced. They've worked their way through and they can give you some main ingredients. And then, you know, you still have to put your own seasoning on it because it's your own personal experience. But they can give you the main ingredients on how to deal with the uh areas of vulnerability that you need to open up to so you can get the help that you need to feel safe and secure yeah it's all internal work and the sad part is that not everyone is willing to dive into those dark corners of our own chambers of in our heart and in our mind because it's scary it's scary but if you want a healthy relationship you want a great job you want a great relationship with your family your friends and you got to do your own work. Mm-hmm. I can't be my best. 
And I'm still going to fail and I'm still going to make mistakes and I'm still going to get my feelings all hurt. But I need to be able to communicate that. And me saying, hey, thanks for thanks for being in my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's the important part is being vulnerable enough to even say, hey, this is what I'm doing right yeah. now. And maybe it might be too much information for some people. But to say, hey, I, I'm learning how to navigate this new life. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be more, more accountable for my, to myself in the words that I use. And I might not get it always right. And I'm sorry if, if I come across harsh. Would you, would you be willing to let me know if I said something that offends you because it's not my intention? Yeah, and I got to pay attention to that because if I'm not careful, I'll deflect my feelings. And, you know, I'll have to ask myself, you know, like, where is this coming from? Don't just deflect it, but just, you know, acknowledge it and say, where are these feelings coming from? Because, yeah. yeah, that's really important. Yeah. I think some um, examples, babe. Let's talk about some examples, right? What are some examples of an emotionally safe relationship? Because we've already discussed physically safe. What's mm-hmm. an example of a physically safe life? I'm going to wear my seatbelt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow the... The, the the speed limit ideally mm-hmm. i'm gonna pay attention to the green light and the red light uh what are some physical safety measures that we can take using a car seats for our children we wouldn't i mean I remember back in the 60s and 70s they they didn't have car seats they would just like lay in the back seat <laughs> with, and they'd be like climbing all over the seats mm-hmm. and i remember just sitting all over the car and you hit the brakes and you go flying and little things like there's physical safety and security measures mm-hmm. we can take there are uh also a long line of that could be medication mm-hmm. medication and that also medication affects our emotional and mental stability yeah. as well uh there's some things that we need to do that can help us adapt to a healthier lifestyle to a more secure uh lifestyle but for uh emotional relationships is uh one of the first ones could be being in a relationship that you can totally trust that the other person has your best interests at heart and actually treat them by respecting when they have something to say. Meaning, not see a lot of people can give me advice. A lot mm-hmm. of people. I mean, you could there'd be a line <laughs> all the way down the street of yes, people who indeed. could tell me how to live my life and the things I should be doing because mm-hmm. they should me to they should me all over the place, right? Yeah. They really do. Um, but the reality is, not everyone has the right to speak into my life, and that's yeah. on me. That's up to me. I can let them talk, but just like food, I can consume so much, but a lot of that stuff is going to go to waste. Mm-hmm. It's going to get put in the toilet. It's going to go yeah. to waste because it's not all nourishing for me. Yeah. And some things I simply will not, my body won't even absorb it. Yeah. And we have to be that way with, with words, with mm-hmm. behaviors, with the energy of other people. Like some, some people just come to just drain you and you wonder, man, it's exhausting because they just, they're just kind of, they just come to drain you of all the energy that you have. And sometimes people, you get around some others and you're just like, oh, I'm on fire. I feel good. I feel good. I was tired, but now I feel great. And those are the kind of people you want in your life, mm-hmm. those encouragers, those that bring life, those that see the best in you yeah. because they're choosing to. So yeah. being in a relationship with people that trust, that yeah. you trust has the best interest at heart and then allow them to speak into your life. Yeah. And part of it in loving yourself is making sure you put enough boundaries to have people that safe around you, you know, because you use the example of food. Number one, uh, you told me this a uh, while back and I thought about that, that your body has its own personal boundaries that you don't even tell it what to do, but mm-hmm. your body will process the processed food that's in your body and get rid of it because there's no nutritional value in that food. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with people that we hang around. We got to be careful that, you know, if we're not getting any 
emotional nutrition from the people that we're around that we're not supposed to, you know, we're supposed to put boundaries up so that we can protect ourselves so that we don't get unnecessarily hurt and, and make sure we're putting boundaries around us to protect ourselves so we can have full emotional relationships. Yeah, If they're not nourishing us spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, if they're not like adding to our life, stop absorbing it. Stop mm-hmm. allowing anybody to speak into your life. Just because they say words doesn't mean I have to receive them. I heard you. Ah, yeah. oh, well, John, thanks for letting me know how you feel. Doesn't mean I receive it. Right. I don't have to be <laughs> right. a jerk about right. it. I simply, mm-hmm. I, now I know where you stand and we move on. And leave it there. Like, stop taking it. Don't, don't ruminate over it all night long and be out for two days because mm-hmm. you can't stop thinking about what someone said to you. Mm-hmm. You can take it and say, well, what part of this is true? Because maybe their deliverance was so wrong. But maybe there's a part of it that's true. Right, Take that right. part. See what we can do with it. And then just trash the rest. Garbage yeah. in, garbage out. Nourishment in, nourish yourself. Yeah. But if it's not, dump it. Yeah. Some other great examples of an emotionally safe relationship is accountability and reliability. Mm-hmm. I think those, oh, those are super important because we need to have people that we are accountable to. You know, I think there's always somebody we should be looking up to that that's able to speak life over us and also that will be there for us in the clutch when we need it. Yeah. That's super important. And that's part of what we just said, right? Mm-hmm. Having people in your corner that you trust have the best interest for you, and that's accountability. Mm-hmm. And now allowing them and respecting them to speak into your life. So, for instance, if you and I go out, I am notoriously absolutely the best I'll tell you that right now. I am the best. I am number one at crossing my own physical limitations. <laughs> I will over overdo myself. I will say yes because I love, uh, like, for instance, doing worship or doing yeah. music. People ask me, and 99% of the time I say yes because I love it. I have a heart for it. I enjoy it. I, am I the, the best? Absolutely not. I'm not even on, like, the, the top 1,000 chart, right? But my heart is there. Mm-hmm. But I trust you enough when you can, you can just look at me and you just walk over and you'll just get my, my chair. You, you'll just start saying goodbye to people because you know when I'm done. Yeah. Physical limitations. I have to trust you and respect you enough to allow you to say, babe, you're done. Even yeah. though my heart will still be in right. the area, there's a lot of places I simply cannot go. Do I love music? Yeah. Do I go to concerts? No. It's too much for me. I can't mm-hmm. do it. And that's part of you also protecting. Being yeah. in a relationship with somebody that will guard that mm-hmm. when I'm unable to be able to see where my, my, my lines are. And there's a couple people in my life who are like that. There's only two people who know me well enough to say, oh, it's time for us to go. We're leaving now. Mm-hmm. And that might be 30 minutes after getting there. And that might be two hours later. But the reality is you need people in your life that know you well enough and have your best interest. And that's yeah. being accountable to one another and being reliable enough to know that you got my back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole saying what you mean and meaning what you say. Mm-hmm. And not saying it meanly, yeah. you know, have to be cognitive of that because, you know, I, I'm used to the era of the Bobby Knights and, and some of you know, that, that might not know these sports people, but the Bobby Knights and the Woody Hayes. And these were some coaches that were just vicious on a players. And it was ridiculous because th- these were people that were given uh, full reign to just go off on their uh, players and almost have no consequences towards the end of their life they end up catching up with them but you know i was group in that era where coaches were allowed to just tear you a new one and not watch what they say they were saying what needs to be said but they didn't have to say it in the in the way that they said it 
And I think I'm grateful that we are evolving to where we're able to make sure that, you know, it's cool that what you're saying is good. But are you saying it in a way that's uh, what's the word uh, acceptable, you know, where people can you know tolerate what you're saying? I don't know who those people are, and I'm grateful I don't. <laughs> but um, I think that's old school mentality yeah. also. Mm-hmm. It's that demeaning name calling. Right. And there's a huge population that still believe in tearing people down will encourage them to be their best Mm -hmm. people who um and i remember i remember being six months pregnant with my son and going into the doctor's office we were living in germany at the time and across my my medical chart now i was very high risk with both my children i weighed 135 pounds at the time less than i do now not pregnant and Across my medical chart, he wrote obese. And he blamed me and he said that because my weight was out of control and I was I had toxemia at the time. I was mm-hmm. preeclampsia, which is a weight issue. But I was six and a half months pregnant. But somehow he had that old school mentality, like so many doctors now. Mm-hmm. Before my brain tumor, same thing. They said you need to lose weight. You're 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 overweight and this is why you're having all these medical issues. Yeah. All right, so I'm paying you money to call me fat, lazy, and out of shape, but that's not encouraging me because I'm still feeling the same way. Yeah, I'm still physically actually. But people use really mean, demeaning language, name calling, mm-hmm. and whether it be sports, medical field are notorious for dismissing people. You know, a lot of people of color will be dismissed. A lot of women are dismissed, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of people are suffering with 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 cancer late in their years because. They're being ignored and dismissed. Yeah, but it's a lot of it goes back to that old school mentality of I'm gonna just tear you down and I'm gonna in hopes that you'll get fit mm-hmm. by shaming language. Yeah, that's you can mean what you say and say what you mean, but you don't have to be cruel about it. And you can say it in a nicer way. Hey, you know I'm worried about your health. So what are some things that we can do? How can I support you mm-hmm. in getting healthier for you to feel better about? You? But calling calling me obese. At six months pregnant is not was not the answer to help me make better choices with right. the things that were happening, and that's just one example. But I know we can talk to, I can talk to a hundred women, and a hundred women will have almost similar story yeah. about someone saying things that that were unkind, and even in families, how many we give these we give our kids nicknames. Mm-hmm. I know that the Latin culture is great calling their little the little son gordito or gordita and that just means little fat kid, you know? Mm-hmm. We call our kids that like that's demeaning. Why are you calling your kid that? Yeah. And we don't even think anything of it. Yeah. And I think part of of, uh, of that, you know, when when you're raised in that culture everybody just continues to do it and do it and not put any prep thought process. No thought. Yeah, none into no it. Thought. You know. Part of it also some examples of emotionally safe relationships is is making sure you take responsibility for your own feelings and not casting blame. Uh, you know, when I do something wrong, you know, it's called manning up. You know, usually when I say, you know, among women, I say, pull your big girl panties up. And, you know, guess what? Let me take responsibility for the part that I can take responsibility for and not cast blame. You know, me, you know, mistreating women because my dad wasn't there for me. No, that was me doing that. Uh, me mismanaging my money because somebody didn't show me how to manage money. That was me mismanaging the money. So there are times where you do just have to, you know, suck it up, buttercup, as my wife says, and just, you know what, stop casting blame. And, you know, it, it was my fault, you know, and be, be the big person in this uh, part of the relationship. And that's part of being in a safe 
emotional uh, relationship is knowing that, you know what, I have to take responsibility for the part that I blew it in. Yeah. And then in doing so, not give ultimatums in it, like yeah. verbal threats. We do, some people do that. Mm-hmm. That they, it, It's almost like you're entrapping people. So if I say, well, you always do this. I'm, I promise, let's just do like a really basic example of, uh, I'm sorry I burned the food. I, I know we only had money for this one meal and I burned it. I'm sorry. And you say, you burn it one more time. Right. <laughs> what, what is that going to do? Right. That's not going to make me feel mm-hmm. better or prevent me from burning. Now I'm more nervous. Now I'm more scared. So... That's I don't feel safe in this relationship to even express some of the feelings I'm feeling because you're going to get defensive and you're going to get angry. None of those things have anything to do with our relationship. Yeah. Some things happen, but we should be able to take responsibility for our own feelings. Like you said, not casting blame. We don't have to threaten one another. Right. And we don't have to um, trap yeah. one another and saying, see, you remember back, I, told, I knew you would do it. Like that whole, uh, didn't I, I told you so. That whole "I told you so." There's no need. We we need to give room to grow, rather than to trap. Mm-hmm. Giving room to grow. And man, there's nothing like being around people that that have your back. People that that are your encouragers around you. Because mm-hmm. if there's relationships that we're in that are worth being in, you know, you you've labeled it up front. You know, like this relationship is worth being in. We ought to be that person's biggest encourager, whether it's your, you know, your children, whether it's your spouse, you know, co-workers, man. When we see them getting employee of the month, guess what? We should be like stoked, like, yes, that's my girl. I'm glad you got it. My boy, look at him doing his thing. So we ought to be uh, great encouragers of those people that's around us because there is nothing like getting the best out of people by being their biggest encourager. Absolutely. I know that. And that's going to change, right? Sometimes, some seasons... I will be the one in the forefront and you will be the one in the background. In some mm-hmm. seasons, you will be in the forefront and I will be in the background. Yeah. And being willing to be that, it's almost like a picture frame. I, I, I always look at it as a picture frame. Like there's a frame, uh, you're going to be in the picture and I'm going to be that little teeny piece that holds a frame up. Mm-hmm. The frame is just going to fall down if, I, if it doesn't have that little triangle right. piece in the back mm-hmm. to hold the frame up. But that picture is going to change throughout our life, throughout our season, whether it be our children, whether it be one another. Maybe my boss needs to be held up, and I'm going to do everything I can in the background. I don't need admonition. Yeah. I, I don't need yeah. um, accolades. I don't. I want them to be their best, and they're doing great. They're, I see their vision. I'm catching the vision, and I'm going to help them and support them become everything that they need to become for that season, for that time in their life, whatever that may be, and being willing to be both. When you're that little piece of triangle in the back of the frame, you're going to see how God opens doors. And before you know it, you'll be in the picture. Yeah. But to be okay either way, to be, to, to be yeah. okay to be humble enough to say, I don't mind being that little triangle. And I also don't mind being in front because in the front is the one who takes the hits. The front is the one who, who's leading or the ones who, who are taking the weight of it. But they still need that little teeny triangle to be able to be held up. Because yeah. love was never meant to keep records. That, that's a huge one. Love was never meant to keep records, so that's why we shouldn't be holding resentments yeah. only to use them down the line later on. It's Keeping ammunition. no records of wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that's back to that First Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Love keeps no record of wrong. So put that person's name there. Mm-hmm. John keeps no record of wrong. Ideally, become like an amnesia pa- patient. You know, be like an amnesia person. Be like, what? What happened? You did that? What? No. We're in a different... That was that was like... That was yesterday. Like, no, that yeah. was... You know, maybe I was an idiot yesterday, but to the not, That was apologize move on let's go mm-hmm. forward i'm not going to use that as ammunition that was 10 minutes ago what are you talking about i'm yeah. a brand new person right now 
Yeah, I said I was I, I was going to be good and and uh, uh, and I wasn't going to eat all the chocolate, but I ate that chocolate ice cream and that was 10 minutes ago. Now I'm a new person. I'm brand new. I'm not eating any chocolate for the next 10 minutes, babe. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes, no chocolate. Yeah, and then, you know that's a big one because you know that you know some people will never let you live down some of the stuff that you've been. But we got to be the bigger person and say, you know what? I will not keep records of uh, the wrongs that were done to me as ammunition because uh, people have great memories. They have great memories. And we have to get to the point where, you know what? I don't want to continue to hold resentments. And it's hard sometimes when you see people that you love continue to do the same thing over and over again. But we got to be to the point where we don't clutch on and hold on for dear life. Those resentments, we have got to get to the point where we with not withhold them yeah, and, and-, and just let it go. And that's doing our work, yeah. right? We are 100% responsible for doing our work and being willing to break those destructive patterns and knowing that history is not destiny. Yeah. Just because it happened doesn't mean it has to continue to happen. Just because I failed one time or, it, again, perceived failure. It's not really failure. I like to look at things as lessons. Did I, did I learn what was my lesson in this, whether it be victoriously or a great failure. Yeah. What was my lesson? What 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 did I learn to not do or do or do differently? Yeah. That's one of the things I think I really treasure about having a relationship with uh God is the fact that he says uh, he'll forgive us as we forgive uh others. And if we don't forgive others, ooh we <laughs> be like, yes, that's a, that's a that's entailed majorly in there is the fact that we have to be a forgiving people because God has done so much to forgive us. And we got to have role models around us sometime to learn how to forgive, because sometimes y'all know we, we're just human. We're flesh. We, we, we hold on to grudges sometimes. And we have got to get to the point where we let go of the things that were done against us, because it's not that you're justifying what the other person did, but you're getting to the point where you're saying, you know what, I've got to let this go for me. Yeah. Finding those role models in your life that you can emulate because Lord knows we all have role models that we need to avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know we don't need to repeat that destructive pattern. And again, in whatever that might look like, you might have role models like a business coach and like a business, like what to emulate. You, you, there's a lot out there that we shouldn't emulate. And then there are some that we, we could learn from. Yeah. That being our physical, keeping, uh, keeping fit, mental, emotional, spiritual. We should have role models in each one. And they might never know that there are role models. Yeah. And that's okay. Amen. So many great examples of emotionally safe relationships. I am so glad we had this talk today, honey. Me too, baby. It was so phenomenal. Guys, please learn from our, you know, our wonderful goals that we've set and we've accomplished and learn from our mistakes that we've made so you can have safe and security in your relationships, man. Love you guys. Love you, queen. And we will move on till next week. God bless you guys. Love you. Next week, Bacon Pits. God bless.